This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, August 6th, wherever and however you're connected, welcome I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with breaking news correspondent Jerem Jordan. That's right. Let's go to the uh, breaking news center and just make sure right here. Ben? BYU Sports Nation breaking news. That's right. BYU just announces moments ago it will open the 2020 football season at Navy. Yeah, let's in go! In Annapolis, Monday, September 7th, Labor Day, 8 p.m. Eastern, on ESPN. This could be one of the most viewed games in BYU history. Labor Day night on ESPN at Navy in the Polynesian coach, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Bowl between Navy and BYU, Ken Niamatololo and Kalani Sitake. I love this game in week one. I think this is going to be awesome. Monday night football against a service academy, Labor Day, to open the season. Here's what BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo has to say about the matchup, and I quote, It's always an honor and a privilege to play against a service academy like we did annually for many years with Air Force. We first played the midshipmen in the inaugural Holiday Bowl in 1978, a loss. The opportunity to visit Navy's hallowed campus will be an amazing experience for our football team, end quote. BYU has played one time in Annapolis in 1989 and won that game with one Ty Detmer as the starting quarterback. What an exciting matchup for BYU to begin the season. BYU head football coach Kalani Sitake adds, Speaking on behalf of our players and coaches, we are extremely excited for the opportunity to play Navy on Labor Day to open the 2020 season and appreciate all the work put in by Tom Holmo and Navy to schedule this game. Navy plays great football, and we have the utmost appreciation and respect for all of the sacrifices the members of the military academies make on all of our behalf. Ken Niamatololo is a great football coach and a personal friend who I have known since I was young and always admired both as a person and as a coach, we are looking forward to the matchup, end quote. As are we, Coach. Jaron, we now know that BYU has a week one opponent on the schedule. BYU will be the last game in college football in week one because week zero, it doesn't look like BYU is going to play, right? They're going to open the season at Navy. This is a great game. Obviously, a historic venue, a historic program and team. Obviously, a connection with the school. Ken Niamatololo is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was featured in Meet the Mormons. His son, Ba'a, played here uh, a couple of years ago and has now rejoined uh, Navy, by the way, the program as an assistant, uh, I think, recruiting director, so or football operations. So this is awesome. I think we thought maybe BYU was trying to get some Big 12 games, uh, a lot of rumors about Oklahoma State perhaps on Thursday, September 3rd. That's not now out. This is in as that first week game. And we'll see what else BYU lines up. We'll break it down in a second. But BYU at Navy, I, I really like this. I'm surprised BYU hasn't played Navy up until this point. You mentioned the other uh, matchups for BYU, Holiday Bowl in 78. Uh, BYU lost and then 89. Ty Detmer was a sophomore and went in there and won. Um, 31-10. So this is awesome. But this isn't the only scheduling piece of news we have this morning. Let's talk about the others. So San Diego State this uh, morning. Yes. John Schaefer of San Diego Radio Station uh, Costa Extra 1360 tweeted that the 
Athletic Director J.D. Wicker for San Diego State says BYU will remain on the schedule as one of the two non-conference games for San Diego State. Okay. We don't know that the date of November 14th will stay the same, perhaps, but that's good to know. That game will stay on the schedule. I wasn't sure if San Diego State would hold on to BYU because they have to travel to Provo, and obviously they're in the midst of the California madness, which feels like a country in and of itself based on what they're doing with COVID and the shutdown and the lockdown. I wasn't sure about that one. This is very encouraging news that they're still willing to come to Provo, Utah. And maybe it's because the numbers in Utah are drastically declining now and people are masking up. Yeah, and hopefully in November it's, it's better, it's, it's, right? Yeah, it's, sure. We're a little ways out. This is, this is encouraging news. We've also learned that Utah State will push back their fall camp start date to August 24th. They won't even start practicing until August 24th. And according to a release from the Aggies, are likely to open the season at BYU on October 2nd. So game number one for the Aggies would be the rivalry game in Provo. Is that the only non-conference game they're going to play? I mean, will they play a second? Because it's eight plus two for the Mountain West, right? So that that's good. We know. So now we know. We know of two dates on the BYU schedule confirmed. 9-7, September 7th, BYU at Navy on ESPN, baby. It's going to be one of the most oh, viewed games the in ESPN BYU history. Oh, there's the ESPN connection again. Yes, Monday Night Football, that's huge. That's amazing. The NFL doesn't start till what, a week later? Mm-hmm. So that's going to – huge eyeballs in that one. Now we know October 2nd is confirmed as the perhaps first home game, maybe the second. We'll see what BYU lines up in September. Utah State and then TBD date on San Diego State. Maybe it stays November 14th. I would imagine it stays the same. I don't see any reason why it would me, have to move. Me too. We just don't know if the Mountain West is going to say, here are your dates for the conference games. So we'll see. Like San Diego State could be moved up. Who knows? But we know those three. Now there are, what, five other games that technically are still on the schedule that have not been canceled? BYU. Four other games. Four other games. The three that BYU we had the have. six. Yeah. Okay. So four other games sitting there. Let's name them. Houston. Boise State, Houston. Northern Illinois. And North Alabama. And North Alabama. So there's your four. Um, we'll see, we don't know what the MAC has said relative to conference only or not. Uh, we assume that Boise State will stay on the schedule as well. Hopefully. That's a great game. If you don't, then that's trouble. But this, is, this feels good. There's been a lot of uncertainty. Again, we don't know if we're playing, but at least get the schedule together. Just okay. to have a vision of something to work toward. Where are we going? Yes. And now BYU had been sitting there knowing it was going to get a game in September, but not exactly who and when. So this blows up the Oklahoma State initial idea. So we are now sitting on – it took four either official announcements or rumors – or reports to get to this point. <laughs> Let's walk through it. Years ago, BYU schedules Utah on August 29th? Yeah, no, Utes. or September 3rd. BYU's going to open against the Utes. Countdown to the Utes. We were doing it until a couple weeks ago. That gets canceled. We're sitting there going, okay, what? Jokingly, we go through the schedule. I say, Alabama. Yeah. AL.com reports that BYU is going to open the season with Alabama. We go, oh, man. If the SEC decides to play non-conference games. And then they didn't. Uh, arrested development treatment. They, they didn't. didn't. Then uh, Tulsa World a couple days ago. Oh, Oklahoma State could be on Thursday, September 3rd. It's like, oh, that'd be cool. It looks like that could happen. We'll see. And BYU at uh, Navy is the game. This is locked in. BYU's not going to play a week zero game, it looks like. They're going to open the season at Navy. AAC, what did we talk about yesterday? AAC teams, Memphis, Cincy, Navy was the third one we mentioned that would be a good game. And here we are, obvious connections with Kenya Matalolo and company. 
And shout out to our boy Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American. Ma- Listen, we'll get Mike on the show as soon as we can. Mike Oresco at the AAC. There's been a good relationship there. He's played some AAC teams over time. It's been a long time since they've played Got Navy. Got two on the schedule now this year with Houston and Navy. I want more. Like, I would love to see, as we talked about yesterday, Memphis and Cincy, I think, would provide some really, really quality games. But Mem- Memphis has revealed their schedule, right? So that, yeah, yeah. That one's off the table. Well, they, they, yeah, they're done. So just Cincy then. Just Cincinnati. In terms of the best of the best in the AAC. Remember that Navy went 11-2 and last year and was really stinking good. The good news for BYU is that Malcolm Perry graduated. He had Uh 2,000 plus rushing yards at quarterback. FBS record. He's gone. So it's going to be a little bit different as they figure things out there. And uh, Malcolm Perry was legit. Perry Olsen's the guy now. So Perry, Perry the platypus is trying to figure it out. Consider me thankful that BYU doesn't have to face a quarterback that ran for 2,000-plus yards oh, last year on his home field yes. in Annapolis. Yes, Granted, that... I know the BYU defense is like, we'll take the smoke. Yeah, we, want we want anybody. Any... Yeah. I, I'm very excited about BYU to go to this venue. BYU's been able to travel and go to some cool venues. This is, this is obviously a, a historic venue on the river there um, with Kenny Amatololo and Navy and all the pomp and circumstance that comes with the Naval Academy. And just what they represent, and that's that's going to be really cool. BYU has enjoyed some great success against service academies over the years, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The BYU football Cougars are twenty-five and eight all time against service academy schools. Granted, the Cougars haven't played a military opponent in a decade. Hard to believe that. You have to go back to September of 2010 at Air Force. Things did not go well for BYU in Colorado Springs that day. We need to talk about it or interview the quarterback of that team later in the program. BYU 24 and 7 all time against Air Force, as we have documented. One and one against Navy. This will be the third matchup with the midshipmen, and the Cougars have never played Army. Maybe I, that jumps onto the schedule this year. That's a fellow independent. I'm I'm a little shocked as well that BYU has never played Army as an independent, right? We've played a lot of these independents. BYU has already hosted Liberty. We'll go to Liberty, right? In what is it next year or the year after that? And Liberty's a big winner today. They have they have three ACC games. How about that? They're in the heart of ACC country, no doubt. But yeah, th- this is good. Again, we've had a lot of uncertainty, and we still do. But it's nice to know BYU's Week One game. It's nice to know that Utah State is going to stay on October second, and BYU has a home game with a a team that matters, right? Utah State, and at uh, or San Diego State at home as well is going to be a game that stays. Okay. Now, now, J.D. Wicker did not confirm that that was going to stay at BYU per se, uh, if I recall. Perhaps he did. But he said BYU would stay as a game on the schedule. So hopefully that stays in Provo. I, I don't see why it wouldn't uh, stay in Provo. But who else is BYU going to line up? So let, let's, let's go walk through, through it. it. Let's, let's go, go through it. Okay. Uh, well, we now know that the Big Ten and Pac-12 and SEC are all off the table. So yep. there are three Power Five conferences. Yep. The ACC was the first Power Five conference to say, we'll play a non-conference game, but it has to be at our home site. So this is where Liberty, as we just mentioned, is taking advantage of this. Liberty will play three road games against these ACC teams. 
BYU technically has an opening against the Atlantic well, Conference, but they're very limited. There's two teams with a single date open, and it's September 19th. It's Clemson and North Carolina. Okay, uh, no who is the coach? Clemson. Who is yeah? Uh, Clemson nope. is is Mac Brown going to want to play BYU? Uh, One no. after the game in 2013, <laughs> and two after leaving the booth against Toledo. Well, if Taysom Hill isn't in attendance, then Mac Brown may consider that. So maybe North Carolina 919. Um, then, then you look at the Big 12. We don't know some of the nuances of the dates with the Big 12. They, like the yet. ACC, are saying, we'll play a non-conference game, but it has to be at our home field. So we thought Oklahoma State, uh, based on that one report, could be a possibility on September 3rd. We know that's not the case now. Iowa State, question mark? They've got the some openings. TCU or someone like that, potentially. So I, I would like to see BYU play at least two Power 5 games, if not three. And you would think that the Big 12 would probably be the one to lead out for BYU there based on where they're located. And just the entire rhetoric of that conference has been more open to wanting to play a team like BYU. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like three, two or three. If the ACC doesn't happen, which let's be honest, it's North Carolina or Clemson, like chances are that doesn't happen, maybe. Big 12's got to do it then. Let's go. Man, if, if BYU was able to land an Oklahoma State or an Iowa State or a TCU and maybe Army is like, yeah, we need it as a fellow independent. We just lost a game with Oklahoma, and so their schedule's moving a lot. Give me B- another AAC team. Give me another Mountain West team, by the way. And how many, by the way, how many games do you think is going to put on there? I, I would like more than fewer because, because if you 12. have a COVID cancellation that's a non-conference game, it's just gone. There's not going to be any yeah. flexibility Sch- from Schedule an 12 and then you get what you get. Yes, I would love to see 12 scheduled. And I wouldn't even mind if there were two FCS, by the way, if you had to do that. I don't care. Let's hook, hook up Dixie in their first year of FCS. Uh, I would love to play Weber State. Yeah, I don't even think BYU will need to go that route because the group of five conferences, including the AAC and the Mountain West, now Conference USA and uh, the Sun, Sun Belt. Belt, have all said we're going to try and play 12 games for non-conference. So there, there are plenty of opportunities for BYU. I don't, I don't think the Cougars have to worry about options now. If it came to that, is what I mean. Now. Yeah. If it came to that. We're still waiting on the Mac, though, and they're in the heart of Big Ten country up there near the, the big, Great Lakes. And The, the big, big Ten's in the heart of Mac country. They have said, shut everything down. No Penn State just announced they're going to have no fans this year. 110,000 fit into Happy Valley, and they're, they're not going to have any fans all season. This is the trend for the Big Ten, clearly. The Mac's right there. So is the Mac going to follow suit of the Big Ten, or are they going to be like, uh, we're going to take some more risk, and we're still going to have BYU come to DeKalb, Illinois. I, I don't know. So the MAC is a big question mark for me. Yeah, we're waiting to hear that one. Um, I, I would love to see some combination like this. So, like, two Big 12 games, four Mountain West, so add one. Uh, three, Even if it's Wyoming? Yeah, sure, whatever. We're desperate. I can't, I can't. COVID, pandemic. <laughs> really? Uh, three AAC games. I would love to see two more, and then NFCS game. I'd be fine with that. That's 10. I, would, I wouldn't mind getting to 12, yeah. however BYU wants to do it. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of playing like maybe, well, if you have Navy and Army, I wouldn't want those back-to-back no. just for the, maybe they the book style the of play. Maybe perhaps. BYU closes out the season against Army. Yeah, perhaps. I, I would like that. So this, this is exciting in terms of at least having a little movement in that direction. You said last week by August 7th, we need to know. we got to know. We need to know. It's August so, 6th. I don't think by tomorrow we're going to know the rest of the schedule, right? Or will we? No, my, my point was we got to know who BYU is playing in week one. Oh, week one. Yeah. Okay, here we are, August 6th. You just have to give you your team yeah. enough time. And, and there are logistics on our end as a TV entity to provide coverage, like 
you know, ESPN's going to be the one that's doing a lot of these. But um, okay, question: Was this an ESPN hookup? Was this a game it, where ESPN said, "Hey, we'll we'll help out with this"? It doesn't seem like BYU would need ESPN for this one because obviously Kalani and Ken Kenny know each other very well. But perhaps ESPN helped on this. They did in in at least going. You know what? Labor Day because nice, it's baby. on Monday. ESPN most certainly, I think, had an impact in making this game happen. I'm sure BYU, so, right. because the, the ESPN window, the conversation window is, I'm sure, open every day with Tom Homo. From what he told us, he's like, we're, we're, we have open lines of communication to, to discuss possibilities yeah. with them at any point. By the way, Notre Dame-Louisville last year, I get it, Notre Dame, 5 million viewers. I, I don't, who knows if BYU's pulling in 5 mil, but I would say Whoa. at least 2, 3 are going to show yeah. up for this one. It's going to be a huge number. A lot of people will watch this game, given the spotlight, the time, the date. Well, it's just going to be football on Monday night. Football on a Monday night. I don't care what that matchup is. I always tune into the Labor Night game. Always watch. Always. Always. For like two quarters. Because it's opening weekend. It's like, oh, it's the last game of opening weekend. And it's the only game on that night. It's like the Monday night football spot. That's great. Okay. BYU Navy on Labor Day. Okay, our question of the day. What's your reaction to the news of BYU playing at Navy on Labor Day? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Opening response from Stephen Dale Moffitt on Facebook. Quote, great, go BYU. Life gives you lemons and BYU is making lemonade. It will be fun. Okay, second response, Kevin uh, Riedler on Facebook. From a graduate of both West Point and BYU, beat Navy twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> now, former BYU rugby player Kyle Sumption was coaching at Army so maybe we ought to get him on. He would say uh, beat Navy as well. Okay. Uh, coming up, BYU players met with Tom Homo about the locker room situation. We'll tell you what happened. And former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson, a guy who understands what it's like to play against military academies, will join us next. What does he think of the Cougars matchup with the midshipmen? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You can listen to BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Download the podcast by Googling BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. We are live in Studio B, Energetic Thursday, with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem We Gordon. got a game. We got a game. We got a game. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. BYU and Navy on Labor Day, Monday night it. football. I love it. 8 Eastern on ESPN. Joining us now to discuss that game and... Uh, What we hope are many games for BYU football is former BYU quarterback, current BYU radio analyst, Riley Nelson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Riley, BYU and Navy, how are you feeling about it to kick off this wild, strange 2020 COVID-19 season? Yeah, baby. Brother Ken Niamatololo coming through. <laughs> I had a good feeling about that guy when I saw him in the Meet the Mormons movie. So now, now, even all that stuff that they talked about, being a stake president and all that out there, what really matters is the fact that he was able to make this game happen for all I, of us. Yes, and I love the matchup. Obviously, it's two coaches who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, two coaches that are Polynesian. And uh, Kenny Amatololo was in the running, you know, for Kalani's jet, you know, ended up staying at Navy where he's been uber successful. So I, I like the matchup. It's certainly unique with the run game. I want to talk about that in a second. But 
I said it earlier. I think this could be the most viewed BYU football game of all time. This is Labor Day. This is ESPN. This is football. I think this is going to pull in millions of viewers. No question. I mean, look at some of these, what, what the PGA, these PGA golf events are pulling in, the numbers that UFC's pulling in when baseball had their first games. I mean, baseball's first game to kick off the season was the most watched regular season game since like the early 2000s. It had been 15 plus years. So I think you're right. The stars are aligning for uh, incredible exposure uh, on this singular game. Riley Nelson on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, the BYU football training camp is underway. Now they know they're preparing for Navy. What have you gathered from the team in terms of the mentality and the attitude that they had to bring into camp, not really knowing if uh, they were going to have a season, and now they know that they have a game. But what, what mentality do they have right now? Yeah, well, in the – minor interactions that I've had over the summer with, with a couple of guys and some people surrounding the program is the majority. I mean, you've got guys coming back for their senior year, like Bushman and Kyrus Tonga and some of those guys who are going to be vital to the success of this team. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at it, as far as number of players, the core and the number of players are still are, would be going into their, you know, sophomore, junior, even some red shirt freshmen that are, are kind of expected to contribute. So the core was still young. So guys were coming in like, look, if the season, they were all pretty confident they were going to play some games, whether that dwindled all the way down to four or five or six, or if they can get back up to seven, eight, nine, ten, or something in that. But the attitude was always, we're going to take this opportunity to get better as football players and to build our chemistry to get better as a team because the majority of us are still going to be here after this season when hopefully things get back to normal or at least some new normal where we're playing somewhere close to a 12-game schedule. It's exciting to have this first game now because we, every day we sit here, Riley, and we talk about, well, I don't know if we're going to have a season. And it's, not, it's just not fun to talk about that, right? But here we are now, and we can th- focus on a matchup. So BYU is going to play some football, right? And they're going to play Navy, and they're going to try and win this game. You competed in several games against Air Force. Give us an idea of what it's like to play a military academy. You respect them for what they do on and off the field, yet you're trying to go win that game. So this this is going to be a historical situation, not only because of 2020, but playing Navy, and this matchup is going to be a fun one. The uh, Navy's a tremendous program. I'd say in recent history, uh, Air Force – or sorry, Navy – is on the same level that Air Force was, which I think was like the early to mid '90s when they were consistently top twenty. You know, Air Force was putting had a really good thing going for them. Well, that's what Navy's taken that place as far as just being a quality football program in all three phases, not just a gimmick that runs the old style. You know, the old style offenses that are run dominant. As far as playing them, it's extremely difficult. As as a defense, obviously you know they're coming they're diving at your knees and they're blowing off the ball and you've got the option and they're incredibly good and well practiced at their ball fakes and play actions and all those things and then as an offense you're like all right well we're probably going to get three possessions in the first half and maybe three or four if we're lucky in the second half and so we got to come up with you know 24 to 28 points in those possessions which means we have to score on more than half of them score touchdowns on more than half of them so it, it gets a lot of pressure on there but that said uh, if you're disciplined and you play with great effort, you can neutralize uh, that uh, that offensive attack that they have. And then normally, 
you should because of the recruiting limitations on uh, on armed forces programs you should have a talent advantage on offense versus defense so that's that's the game plan for overcoming uh the challenge that they pose riley we now know that byu is planning on opening the uh, season against one of these armed forces academy but we're not positive because we haven't heard from the coaches on who the starting quarterback is going to be jeremy and i are a consensus that it's going to be zach wilson but is there any reason it wouldn't be zach wilson as the starting quarterback against navy you bet COVID-19 like what what happens Ooh. if he tests? Yeah, I, no but that that's the reality he tests positive has to go into quarantine for two weeks and, and he's got to step up now the tough thing about that is what do you do the fact that he's been sharing a quarterback room with all your other quarterbacks in the program yes. I, so I don't so I don't I don't want to get down that rat hole in that road, but no, that's the only scenario barring an injury in fall camp, right? Like uh, something happens in team where maybe his hand comes down on a helmet and he breaks a thumb or pulls a hamstring in conditioning or some fluky injury like that. I definitely think that Zach's the guy to start the season and and the guy that they're going to give the first chance to prove um, to, to the first opportunity to win the job and solidify himself. Certainly BYU is capable of that position. Then you look at the running backs. Devontae Henry Cole went to Utah State. That seemed like it was a bummer. Kalani Satake, somewhat defensive yesterday when asked about it, saying we're going to be fine. How do you feel about the running backs? And with the experienced offensive line BYU comes back, should BYU be pretty good at that position? If I'm Lopini Katoa, like based off what he did his freshman year and last year as a sophomore year, and granted he's been banged up a little bit, but he's probably, at least in recent memory, one of the most underappreciated or passed over. Like we, we all are just, everyone got in such a fervor that, Oh, we got DHC or, Oh, we got Tyson Williams. And they trust me, they're good players and good running backs. But Lapini Coteau has been extremely productive, both with the ball under his arm and catching it out of the backfield. And I, if I'm him, this is my opportunity to be a feature back. I'm doing everything I can to put myself in a position to where I can stay healthy over the whole season and be featured. And if we can get a feature back in Lopini Katoa, I think Kalani's comments were right that we have a deep enough room and there's enough talent in that, at that running back position that a, two other guys, whether it's Jackson McChesney or, you know, the, the newer guys that he mentioned, the, the redshirt freshmen and, and some of those guys coming up to provide change of pace. I, I do think they're fine. I don't think that the lot, you know, Devonte Henry Cole transferring up to Utah state was a fatal blow to the running back room at all. I think it might affect its production minimally, but not wholesale. And uh, I'm excited for what, again, like I said, I think Lopini is going to be motivated to um, kind of earn the respect that he finally deserves. We assume BYU is still going to play Utah State. Who knows if the date changes based on the Mountain West announcement, but DHC knows the BYU uh, offensive plays, right? What, what does BYU have to do when they play Utah State since DHC can relay that information? Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, because uh, I was in a similar situation. Coming, granted, I had the mission, and it was so it was a new coaching staff, but we've, I, I dealt with that. We had transfers where we would play their old school. And uh, the defensive coordinators at the college level, I, I'm not going to – and look, it's probably different for Coach Tuiaki and the defensive staff, but uh, 
I'll just say it. Their egos are such that I don't know that they're going to take scheme advice from a running back. You know. <laughs> so, Fair enough. They would ask him, you know, one or two things, but they're confident in their own abilities to scheme from what they can see on tape that I don't think that's going to put it at too much of an advantage. That's hilarious. Riley Nelson with us on BYU Sports Nation. His ego is always in check. Uh, Riley, what's the deepest position group on the BYU football team right now? Uh, probably offensive line or tight end, I'd say. I think, or, or, you know, when or when you have a an anchor like Kyrus Tonga uh, and a lot of returners, I, the the defensive line. He, man, I hadn't thought about this question before you asked me, so I'm rambling a little bit. But then I think about the linebackers and all the production we got from such young players, and with all of them returning. But I, I think the strength of the team last year was definitely offensive line, especially they had some injuries and they had other guys step up and do it, and the majority of those guys are returning. So I'd, I'd say them too. But then also when I look at the defensive front uh, front seven, both the defensive line and linebackers, the difference uh, in the linebackers is while there was young and there was some production, there's not like that anchor, that anchor player that you can point to like on the defensive line. But, uh, yeah, it's – and by the way, I'm so happy to say that the strength is in the trenches because while we do need someone who can stretch the field and we maybe need some production, uh, you know, on the outside from a receiver standpoint and all of that, if, if you are solid up front on offense and defense, then it makes the jobs for those guys on the back end who are maybe where you're maybe searching for a playmaker far more easy. Pro Football Focus has been screaming at us whole, the whole offseason that Brady Christensen's one of the best left tackles in the country. James Empey is one of the best centers. What's your evaluation of those two guys and the O-line as a whole? I, so I played with a couple of guys that had a lot of uh, offseason for Matt Reynolds was one. And um, a- anyway, Matt's the first that comes to mind. And he – he had a tremendous career and was a tremendous player and he was everything that he's built to be. One of the things that I saw Matt struggle with and Matt handled this extremely well, obviously coming from the pedigree that he did with his dad being a longtime BYU coach and having a couple brothers who had gone to the NFL, Matt kind of knew how to handle the expectations. My evaluation is that those guys are great players. Uh, And then my, uh, I guess, my take on that or my advice would be ignore all of that stuff. The best thing you can do for your draft stock, the best thing you can do for your opportunities to play beyond BYU are to absolutely prepare to the best you can in this off season and go out and dominate this fall. And so that's fully what I'm expecting from Empey and Christensen and the rest of the offensive line. Riley, we'll finish with one more scheduling question because that is the hot topic of the day and of the last few months for BYU. We don't know what's going to happen, but what would you like to see happen with the remaining opening dates for BYU football? With the recent announcements from the American Conference and the Mountain West Conference allowing those non-conference games and multiple non-conference games, I expect to add, you know, even if we can get one one more from the American and one more from Mountain West or because there's already, uh, you know, we have more Mountain West already on the schedule. Maybe add two more American and another Mountain West, and we get to you know as good a slate as we could have hoped for, given how bleak things were looking a month ago when all the P5s were going conference only. I think we have pretty good relationships with those. Well, things are a little bit tenuous in the Mountain West, obviously. Um, I think that's been well documented just from having left that conference. Uh, but I think we've had good games with the American Granted, we're not going to start any fights like we did in the ball against Memphis anymore, let's, let's right? As long as, we can, 
as long, as long as we can agree not to do that anymore. But man, if we could pick up a Memphis or a Cincinnati or something like that, in addition uh, to having picked up Navy, that's what I'm looking for and hoping for is for a game or two to come from uh, an additional game or two to come from either of those conferences. Riley, great to catch up with you, man. It's such an exciting time. And so we're glad we got to celebrate this moment with you. What better news for Wednesday, fellas? I'm pumped. Let's go. Let's go, go baby. Thanks, Riley. Riley Nelson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I want that shirt, man. It's a nice <laughs> shirt, bro. I want the fl- I want Send the him whole a text. thing. Ask him, where it, ask him where he got it. Is he still on? Riley, where'd you get that shirt? <laughs> Coming up, coaches on bikes getting donuts? Plus, double dose of the best to wear it. We're getting close to uh, the end of this thing. Wow. Hard to believe. I feel like we've been doing it forever. This is BYU Sports Nation. What, the show? F Further View is back. Watch Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon as it gets ready for the season, which begins on September 7th. We know this now. After Further View is on demand on the BYU TV app. What a great day. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it with a twist. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. All right, a little bit different format. Let's go. Locker room talk continues. Kyle Griffiths, the fullback slash tight end on the team, tweeted, there was a group meeting with Tom Homel and Brian Santiago Griffiths. Said it was extremely productive. They were very transparent with us. We know they have our backs. Get ready for some progress and a lot of things coming up shortly. Is this the end of renovation talk at BYU? It should be, but it won't be. Because it's on the Twitter machine, and there will always be a person that will opinionate on the matter. Within the BYU team, I think it is the end for the foreseeable future. I'm guessing they had a conversation said, listen, your points are valid, but like you said yesterday, let's focus on the season. Let's figure this out. Like, we have you guys in mind. Here are the plans. They just want to know that they are aware because they wanted to be heard. And I think they've been heard now, which is great. And I love that there was open dialogue. And I promise you that happens way more often than you think. Scheduling news against Navy greater than locker room talk. (laughs) Preparation for Navy greater than locker room talk. But, yeah, they should be heard. All right, Jerem, the NCAA has unfortunately canceled the Division II and Division III fall championships as of yesterday. Is this a bad omen for fall sports and fall championships at the Division I level? I'm guessing no, because here's why. Division I championships, we're talking soccer, volleyball, cross country, and so on. Those are the three sports that affect BYU specifically in the fall. They actually do make money. Even if it's not football, men's basketball, the championships themselves do make money with sponsorships and TV and whatnot. So I'm guessing no, but I won't be shocked if it does. And they've said they'll wait until August 21st to determine whether they're going to hold those championships. BYU, let's say they don't. Teams could still hold regular seasons if they want just to play. But they wouldn't have the NCAA-run championship. I think it's uh, a very a real likelihood that we will see fall championships played at the Division One level because I think they can monitor those sports and situations much easier. For, for one, there are just few, way fewer players involved in soccer. There's social distancing involved in soccer by nature and in cross country. Volleyball is a little bit more difficult, but there are fewer players on the floor. So I think it's easier to monitor those sports. And as you mentioned, the money is a big deal. So with the monitoring capability and the money involved, I think the Division One level fall championships will remain for now. TJ Haas reports to his new team in Poland, Truffle Sopot. Who knows if that's uh, pronounced correctly. Will TJ's professional career eclipse his brother Tyler's. Will it define Eclipse? Will it? Will he score more points? 
Maybe. Would be a better pro player. <laughs> well, Tyler's played for like seven teams in Europe, so um, if TJ can last. I don't think it's been that many, but yeah. Yeah, three, I think. Like three. If yeah. TJ can last that long, great. Uh, right now, I'm not, ready to, I'm not ready to sign up on that. I think uh, Tyler has proven his worth because he retired, and then a team still came back and wanted him. And he was a second division player, and he went to the first division yes. after retirement. So right, right now, I think it's TJ catching Tyler. Yeah, TJ's got some work to do Try and get Tyler. All right, the USA Today preseason college football poll is out. According to the coaches, Jerem, you know how much stock we're putting into the coaches think. Uh, the SID poll, sports information directors. Will BYU play any of the following top 25 teams this season? We'll just go one by one and you tell me. Clemson. Uh, probably not, but that'd be fun. Number 13, Texas A&M. No. 14. in the SEC? Number four, no. Number 14, Texas. I'd, I'd love that. Number 16, Oklahoma State. Do they have an opening? I don't know. I thought the first week was the chance. Okay, number 19, North Carolina. They've got an opening on September 19th. Maybe, but I don't think Mac Brown wants to smoke. He left the booth early against Toledo. Number 21, UCF. I'd love it. Yeah, I want more AAC. Number 22, Cincinnati. Yes. Yes. And number 25, Iowa State. Iowa State? There's a little bit of smoke there. Okay. End of the month, September, maybe? Uh, I'll take any of those bottom five that we just discussed, I think yeah. there are real possibilities for all five of those. Oklahoma State, North Carolina, UCF, Cincy, or Iowa State. I, I like BYU's chances with ESPN and Tom Holmo having those conversations to land at least one of those. That'd be nice. Those no no Boise State ranked, by the way. Underrated. They're going to be the best group of five team, in my opinion. We have reached our best to wear it moment. We're counting up to 99. These days, two numbers each day, and determining the best athletes to wear each number at BYU today. We hit numbers 77 and 78. Number 77, Sean Knight. This guy was an excellent defensive lineman. Played 82 to 86, 2008 BYU Hall of Famer, a member of the 1984 BYU National Championship team. This guy was a tough sucker. 18 and a half career sacks, which is pretty awesome. Look Look at at this picture picture. in the snow. Oh, my gosh. Probably at Wyoming. 11th pick in the 87 draft. We don't talk about Sean Knight. Uh, but we should, man. How about that? Nolans. 87 NFL rookie team played three years for the Saints, Broncos, Cardinals, and Vikings. At number 78, Brad Oates. The second Oates in our countdown. 1973 to 1975 offensive lineman. He's a member of the BYU Athletics Hall of Fame as of 1988. Two-time All-Wack. He uh, blocked for Gary Scheide in 1974. Second team All-American. Played in the Blue-Gray Classic, coaches All-American Bowl, Senior Bowl, All-American Bowl. He was legit. Drafted in the third round to the St. Louis Cardinals when they were the football team and not the baseball team. Six years in the NFL with the Cardinals, Lions, Chiefs, and Packers. Coming up, would you rather play Clemson or North Carolina? (laughs) That's not the only would you rather we need to discuss. Uh, Like, would you vote for an Elders Quorum move or maybe the BYU football team to come over, Jerem? Think about that. (laughs) It's BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, more conference updates. Fall camp begins. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation social media platform. The Cougars have a game to prepare for on Labor Day. Which, by the way, so uh, more information about this. This is a two-game series. So BYU will host Navy in the future at some point. This is not a one-off. And Navy was originally scheduled to play Notre Dame 
in Ireland. That game got canceled. They brought it back to the States, and then Notre Dame went to the ACC. Obviously, their conference only uh, for this season. particulars this season yeah. make it so that Navy needed a game. BYU steps in with ESPN's help. And Georgia-Virginia was scheduled to be the Labor Day night game. So a few pieces, dominoes had to fall for BYU to get this game. By the way, uh, in the Capital Gazette about the BYU-Navy game, government regulations in place at the time will determine how many fans will be allowed to attend the BYU-Navy if game. If any at all. So TBD still on fans okay. at this game. I love this tweet coming in, uh, and this is relating to the eyeballs that you say might be the most ever to watch a BYU game, just based on the but circumstances. maybe. maybe. From at real lit y underscore siege. I don't normally intend on watching BYU football outside of when they play Boise. There's a Boise State fan. Mm. But I intend on watching this because I need football in my life that badly. That's what I'm saying is you'll have a lot of neutral observers. Like if you tell me, hey, App State's playing, you know, Georgia Tech and it's Monday night, I'm, I'm watching a little bit at least. Yes. No matter who it is, dude. Based like Monday night, that game, it's going to be a nice matchup. Let's go. We love the Monday night football. Let's go, baby. We also love the feeling today in Studio B, and we're going to keep it rolling with Would You Rather. Jerem, we discussed. It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem, we discussed Clemson and North Carolina as mm-hmm. the seemingly two remaining possibilities for BYU if they wanted to schedule an ACC opponent and play that game on the road. Uh, would you rather travel to number one ranked Clemson or number 19 ranked North Carolina on September 19th? Uh, Clemson would be an incredible opportunity. The other Death Valley, LSU and Clemson can duke it out, right? Howard's Rock. That would be awesome. Clemson's legit, man. Clemson, it goes Alabama, then Clemson. And maybe maybe it's a tie, right, for how uh, effective those teams would be the last couple of years. North Carolina, team on the rise, team that finished 7-6, and six. Got out of the uh, the doldrums, uh, you know, with Mac Brown in year one. They are a preseason top twenty-five coaches poll team from the SIDs. So <laughs> UNC expected to be pretty good in the ACC. So I wouldn't mind either, but Clemson would be an incredible opportunity. Yes, uh, just because when is BYU going to have an opportunity like that to play Clemson, the number one ranked team? BYU open like not opening, but. They're playing an early game against the number one ranked team in America at their place with all that tradition and prestige. Although it'll be weird because if it's like 10% capacity or 20% capacity, that's a strange feel for that huge stadium. You do what you can. But, hey, take it, man. Just like we were saying with Bama. Yeah, you don't get that opportunity very often. Do it. My my, uh, issue with BYU and scheduling is its ambition. But this year, I've thrown all that out the window because who, know, who knows how many games we're going to actually play. Well, you know play. they're not going to have too many P5s. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Finally! Watch, be, watch the, the one P5 they get be the number one ranked team in America. Like, sweet. Uh, Mac Brown in North Carolina would be fun just because of the Mac Brown factor. Yeah, and, and they're on the rise. My, I, I grew up, my dad was a North Carolina fan. He tried to push that on me, but it never stuck. You know, It never stuck. Clearly. Uh, yeah. Okay, second one. Would you rather see BYU face Oklahoma State, TCU, or Iowa State out of the Big 12? I like the idea of BYU taking on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Get some vengeance uh, for the uh, the bowl game loss. 1974 <laughs> Fiesta. Gary Scheide separates Gary's his shoulder. Gary's still mad. Gary's mad about losing to Oklahoma State. He wants, he wants his revenge. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, I like all three of them, to be honest with you. But Oklahoma State, I think, would be a lot of fun. Stillwater. Um, that's a great atmosphere, great 
college football. It'd be a great empty atmosphere. Great empty stadium. Boone Pickens hanging out and probably the private jets flying in. The funny thing is, uh, are all three of those teams ranked according to the coaches? Maybe TCU's not, but Iowa State's number 25 and uh, Oklahoma State's number 16. Yeah, Iowa State's doing some really nice things. They're they're sneaky uh, good out of the Big 12 right now. Yeah, Oklahoma State's intriguing. Mike Gundy, the... The uh, mullet. mullet. I'm 40 years old. I'm a man. That whole thing. How is is he like 52 or three now? How, how, how long, long has it been, it been since that it was epic like, quote? Was it 06 or was it? I'm six? a man. Yeah, I'm 40 years old. I'm a man. It's like no one questioned this. Um, what? Yeah, any of those games would be good. I, I don't really care. Iowa State would be great. TCU obviously a little bit of history having played in the same league, and then Oklahoma State is a a team that BYU hasn't played very much. Is is what one or two times yeah, all time? BYU yeah. has, has BYU ever played in the state of Iowa? They played the Hawk, so. They played the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Holiday Bowl, right? I don't think so. I they think they ever be, played in the state of Iowa. I think that'd be new turf. Okay, literally, I think that'd be uh, that'd Some be cool. Church history there. Some yeah. BYU fans in the Probably. area that would appreciate an Iowa game. Yeah, man. Uh, what Council Bluffs? You know, bring <laughs> bringing that over <laughs> that history. Let's go. All right, next one, Jerem. Would you rather have? Your local elders quorum, church brethren, or the BYU football team help you move? Well, it depends what I'm moving. If I'm moving a safe, it's the football team. <laughs> if I'm just moving regular stuff, maybe it's the elders quorum. The reason this is brought up is because uh, Chazza, Umalik Moore, Keenan Ellis, and D'Angelo Mandel helped a Cougar fan, a local lady, and her family who needed it. The day those comments came out, by the way, about the locker room, these guys aren't just sitting there firing off well, tweets. They're moving They families. actually got out there and served, which Love is it. pretty cool. Uh, at Nani Kalauli. Yeah. So, well done. good job, guys. Well done, gentlemen. And they d- listen, they do this more often than is tweeted. Okay? This, this wasn't like a, hey, look at us, we're doing this. This was a legit cool thing they did. So, I want that to be known because I think sometimes people think, gosh, these guys are so entitled, blah, blah, blah. No, they're no, no. They're things. out in the middle of fall camp, by the way. You know how tired they in get? In a pandemic. In a pandemic. Yeah. So how about that? Oh. Uh, I actually thought about this because I had... Uh, it's good that you're actually thinking about these no, no, questions. No. A few members of the football <laughs> team say, hey, if you need some help. And I'm thinking, wow, that's really nice of you. But then I thought, if I injured any of them, I would never forgive myself. Well, neither would fans. <laughs> so I'm like, no, we're good. Literally, when f- people come into the studio, remember back when uh, they used to do that? Remember that? Uh, literally, we're like, hey, watch your step. Hey, Kyrus, really Careful. sorry about that seasoning injury you picked up when you were trying to put my dryer in. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> He, like, is lifting it like Poe from Mulan, just setting uh, things down. Not happening. Is that his name Poe? I mean, I know they could do it, but I was like, I, that scares me too much. Beef, pork, chicken. So I'm willing to sacrifice my local elders' quorum and their health. Yeah, free 90 free, man. <laughs> They're going to damage stuff. Sign the release. Coming up, today's Rise and Shout Out. Oh, stay with us for more BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Jerry, BYU's playing Monday Night Football, Jerry? I know, bro. It's go, awesome. Go, man. I can't wait. Coaches on bikes on the way as well. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation continues with your daily reminder. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And you can listen on demand by Googling BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Subscribe, rate, and review. In today's edition of Coaches on Bikes, we get a lesson on how to properly pick up donuts. Donuts. 
You know, if you're in an entry-level position and your job is to go get donuts every morning, be the best in the world at getting donuts. Make sure you get some with some chocolate sprinkles. Kind of hungry now. Did, okay. did they have an incident? I apparently did. They have someone some, get... something happened. We need to dive into this with Preston Hadley and Junaro Guilford. Uh, Chaz Ayu will tweet about. Listen, get it. We need donuts in the <laughs> locker room. I'm just kidding. No, that's that's funny. Chocolate sprinkles. That sounds really good as well. I agree. I'm so hungry right now. Yeah. Get the players some donuts. Yeah. Our question of the day. What do you think about BYU season opening matchup on Labor Day against the Naval Academy? I'm stoked, man. At LJ Pearson one on Twitter. This is great. Let's go football. At this point, I'd Let's be happy. Let's go football. I'd be happy if we played the salespeople at Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> that, should have been, that should have been the lead voice of the day. BYU defeats uh, the Old Navy employees 217 to 4. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, what was the, uh, the most there was like some, lopsided score? It was, uh, uh, was it's it Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech against Cumberland? Like, Cumberland it, yes. College, like it's like 222 to, to 0. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that BYU it. might set a record against the Old Navy sales yes. staff. Uh, Commando.carry on Instagram. Fantastic news. Playing at the Naval Academy is a great way to start the season. It really is. I just think it would have been awesome anytime, but the fact that it's at Navy, it's Kenny Amatololo, it's two Polynesian coaches, it's two members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our boy Matt Brown saying, we need to come up with a proper nickname for this matchup. We will. Don't you worry. He was like the cultural hall mash. Yeah, is it, is it Matt, the Jeff first... Hansen, the battle for Moroni's trumpet. <laughs> Loser makes potatoes. The fight for Zarahemla. 60 minutes in nursery. Like, we'll figure out a good, a good one for this. A good name. Green Jello Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it the first matchup of uh, Polynesian coaches? Perhaps ever. Yeah, interesting. Kalani was the first Tongan. FBS so many game. questions. And you know what? We've got time to answer them because we've yes, got like we a do. month before this game happens. We're going to have too much time. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Kyle Bourne on Facebook. Great matchup against a classic opponent. The head coaching battle alone makes it worth it. Yeah, can't wait. Today's rise and shout out to two former BYU athletes who had children. Congratulations. First kids for both. Elijah Bryant, uh, BYU Hoops. Congratulations. Uh, named him Blue, B-L-U. Very cool. I like that. That's a cool name. And then Zach Blair, uh, former golfer, uh, competing professionally, had his first child yeah, as well. Congratulations so, to Zach and Alicia. Congratulations. That's a very exciting time of life. That's awesome, man. All right. What a show. Like we said, if you missed any of it, you should go back and listen to it. Let's uh, summarize it in 10 seconds. Ready? BYU at Navy, September 7th on ESPN, Monday night. And Utah this is how State. Riley Nelson feels about it. <laughs> Utah State, October 2nd confirmed, and San Diego State's going to stay on the schedule. Our, go, baby. our thanks to today's guest, former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson. Started Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Natty Valdez, part of that 80-19 that last beat Navy in Annapolis. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. More news, perhaps? Go Cougs. Here tonight. Here we go.